Morning, y'all. I'm Stephen Artery filling in for Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, June 24th. This is a historic day for North America. It was on this date in 1497 that explorer John Cabot made the first recorded sighting of North America. The land he spotted was most likely present-day Canada. And on this date in 1983, the space shuttle Challenger carrying America's first woman in space, Sally K. Ride, coasted to a safe landing at Edwards Air Force Base in California. One year ago today, a 12-story condominium building in Surfside, California collapsed, killing 98 people. Now, let's get a look at your forecast from our Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. Hey, good Friday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sova. Starting out with just a few clouds this morning as a cold front moves to our south. The winds will be out of the east and northeast today. Lower humidity and not as hot this afternoon. Temperatures today, 70s this morning, 80s at lunchtime, and we'll be in the upper 80s to around 90 degrees for a high temperature. Still very warm this afternoon, just not as hot as we've been where we've been up in the mid to upper 90s for high temperatures the past couple of days. Rain chance 20% at best. Most of you staying dry today, tomorrow, and on Sunday, in fact, even into Monday of next week, a little bit better chance of rain perhaps towards Tuesday and Wednesday. High temperatures staying near night. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. For the first time in years, gun law reform appears to be happening here in the U.S. The House is expected to pass a bipartisan safety bill as early as this morning. It's after the Senate approved it late last night. Amy Kiley reports that both sides seem to be finding common ground in a de desire to stop mass shootings. The country's first major gun safety legislation in years could be ready for the president's signature as early as this weekend. The House showing support for it, the Senate passing the bill late last night. The motion to concur with an amendment is agreed to. Fifteen of those 65 yay votes were Republicans moved to break ranks on this controversial issue. The kids were probably lying there. I'm just thinking where their parents were. A desire to protect children apparently spurring this bipartisan effort. Making America safer especially for kids in school, without making our country one bit less free. When the president went to Uvalde, when he went to Buffalo uh, with the First Lady, those are trips that he does not want to do again. The legislation provides money to improve school safety programs. It also funds red flag laws. Those let courts keep firearms from people deemed a risk to themselves or others. The bill makes sure dating partners can't have guns if they have a history of violence within a relationship. It also addresses background checks, mental health, and more. Democrats and Republicans can come together to solve the most significant problem that any family faces, which is keeping their kids safe. I'm Amy Kiley, Live 5 News. In the past few weeks, the public has heard gripping new testimony from the January 6th hearings. The focus of the fifth one yesterday afternoon presented findings about President Trump's attempts to involve the Justice Department in plans to help him overturn the 2020 presidential election. Three former high-level Justice Department officials testified that President Trump relentlessly pressured them to investigate claims, false claims of election fraud. We had concluded, based on actual investigations, actual witness interviews, actual reviews of documents, that these allegations simply had no merit. Yesterday's testimony added to a growing list of Republicans who have gone under oath to provide information. 
Federal investigators have searched the home of a former Justice Department official, Jeffrey Clark, who was a DOJ lawyer who President Trump had tried to install as attorney general in the days leading up to January 6th. It's not clear exactly what investigators were looking for in his home, but the raid is part of the Justice Department's sweeping investigation into efforts to overturn the election. Clark's involvement in the election aftermath has been discussed in the January 6th hearings. While meeting with the committee back in February, Clark pled the more than two, pardon me, more than a hundred times during his two-hour-long deposition. Dozens of people in Dorchester County coming together with law enforcement to talk about ways to reduce gun violence. As Ray Urena reports, both those neighbors and authorities, they say the problem isn't with the guns, but with people. Several law enforcement agencies throughout Dorchester County last night gathered here at the Ridgeville Community Center to speak with neighbors on how to address gun violence. The forum was hosted by the Community Resource Center and featured leaders from the Dorchester County Sheriff's Office, Holly Hill, St. George, and Ridgeville Police Departments. These leaders say they're trying to get out into the community more and show their presence to prevent crime from happening. The sheriff's office says over 95% of stolen handguns in the county are taken from unlocked cars and urged people to lock up their belongings. St. George Police Chief Brett Camp says the forum gave neighbors a chance to learn more about what's happening. I'm glad we were able to come together and collaborate to answer their questions and to try to help us get together in the right direction to maybe stop as they feel the gun violence going on in this community and in this county and try to address that to make everybody feel a lot safer. Now both law enforcement agencies and neighbors say they hope to have more of these discussions and forums in the future so they can get on top of the gun violence issue. Reporting in Ridgeville, Ray Urena, Live 5 News. We're learning new details about a deadly shooting in Spartanburg County that left a deputy dead. According to the sheriff's office, the man charged with killing the deputy had previous run-ins with law enforcement. Dwayne Hurd is accused of killing 25-year-old Deputy Austin Aldridge, who was killed, who was called to a domestic incident at Hurd's home on Tuesday. Hurd has a pending criminal charge from an incident back in October where deputies got a call that Hurd was blocking a post office employee in the roadway. According to an incident report, the mail carrier had been given a do not deliver notice to Hurd's address because he had trespassed at the post office and threatened employees there. Hurt is also now facing charges of murder in connection to Tuesday's shooting. Deputy Aldridge, meanwhile, will be laid to rest this weekend. A funeral service will be held on Sunday. A procession yesterday carried Aldridge from Spartanburg Regional Hospital to the funeral home. Deputy Aldridge's patrol car, you see it there, set up outside the Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office for the community and fellow law enforcement to come by and pay their respects. It is covered with balloons, flowers, ribbons, and messages of support. Investigators are working to determine the cause of a big fire at a Somerville apartment complex. That was a scene you see yesterday afternoon at the Oak Brook Village Apartments on Springview Lane. Multiple agencies, including the Somerville, North Charleston, and Dorchester County Fire Departments and Somerville Police, all responding there. The fire damaged 24 units, left 80 people displaced. The Red Cross says it's working with the property manager to ensure everyone has a place to stay. North Charleston police are searching for a man after his wife hasn't been seen in more than two years. Officers say they're looking for 38-year-old Harry Capers III. 
Police say they want to talk to him because he was the last person seen with his wife, Adrian Capers. She went missing in March of 2020 from the Econo Lodge in Somerville. Anyone with any information is asked to contact the North Charleston Police Department. The Somerville Police Department says a man is facing charges after trying to hit an officer with his car while trying to speed off from a traffic stop. This all happened yesterday. Anthony Abbott is charged with assault and battery, failure to stop for blue lights and more. It all started on Holiday Drive near the Nexton area. The chase ended near Carnes Crossroads. Thankfully, though, no one was hurt. An organization focused on making bike riding better for everyone in the community. They're releasing data comparing bicycling in thousands of municipalities. The organization say they found the demand for biking in Charleston is growing, but infrastructure and connectivity isn't keeping up. Our Lauren Quinlan is on the story for us this morning. She joins us now live. So, Lauren, what does that mean for the biking community here? The nonprofit Charleston Moves has been advocating for better biking and pedestrian access here in Charleston. They say data from People for Bikes backs up everything they've been advocating for and hope their efforts can improve biking here locally. Katie Zimmerman with Charleston Moves says the biking community is aware that ridership is rapidly growing, either because people are choosing to ride bikes more or because it's the only form of transportation. Zimmerman says the data that People for Bikes publishes allows them to reinforce decision makers that the community wants change. Charleston Moves believes some community members think few people are or want to ride bikes, but the data shows otherwise. The connectivity isn't there yet. So the ability for people to get to their jobs, to get to houses of worship, to get to school, to run errands all by bike, it's very limited because we have many, many gaps in the system. Zimmerman says the organization has some takeaways from the study, one being that the demand is there, but the need for the community support for better transportation choices is also needed, and they can do so at public city meetings. Charleston Move says there are many projects in the works here in Charleston that deal with this form of transportation, and they keep their social media updated with these meetings that the public can attend. For more information, click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live in Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live5News. The city of Charleston is offering some free virtual classes for young people to learn about personal finance. The workshop this morning will be about smart spending and realistic goals. Molly McBride joining us now live. Uh, great ideas really for people of all ages. How can people get involved in this? The Bank on Charleston Financial Empowerment Initiative will be held virtually on Fridays for three more weeks, and any high school or college-age kids are encouraged to register. The director, Mendy Sturm, says that financial mistakes are common for all ages, and the more access to financial information, the better. Today's workshop and the next two will be about smart spending and realistic goals, establishing credit and managing debt, and long-term financial goals. The first meeting happened last week, but that will be available online. Youth um, don't often get this type of information. Schools are very busy focusing on academics, as they need to be, um, and so financial literacy can be something that sort of gets lost in the shuffle. For information on how to register or just for more information about these free workshops, visit live5news.com and click on this story. Reporting live in Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. 
On this date, in 1972, 50 years ago, singer Helen Reddy released the song I Am Woman, which became an anthem for the equal rights movement. Celebrating a birthday today, Michelle Lee turns 80, drummer Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac is 75, actress Nancy Allen from Robocop is 72, actress Danielle Spencer of What's Happening turns 57, actress Sherry Stringfield of ER is 55, actress Mindy Kaling from The Office turns 43, and Vanessa Ray from Blue Bloods turns 41. Thanks for starting your day with us. All of us at Live 5 News hope you have a great weekend. For morning, y'all, I'm Stephen Artery filling in for Katie Kamen, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Morning, y'all, is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.